You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Alon. And I am Jimmy. It is time to get... Embarrassed with us. Uh Uh-huh. What was that? Uh, Bonjour. That hello was. Uh, it sounded sincere. like sincere, over overly sincere. I don't know. It sounded like a storybook intro. <laughs> hello, I am your I am your narrator. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost and Rewound here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Gee whiz! I wish that I had a little beanie with one of those those little twirlies on it. How many different hats do you own? And how many dollars do you need in order to wear a beanie? To the studio that nobody will see. If it, if I could fly with the thing, like a Mega Man power, I'd be into it. Oh my god! But I think I have thirty five hats. You're a lidaholic. I go to lids. I got that lids card, and when they ask me for the lids card, I'm just like, Yo, who's wearing a hat with Hong Kong Fui? Of course, I got a lids card. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us here. Uh, you, our faithful listener, are in for a treat this time around. If you have not gotten a chance to listen to our show yet this is what it's all about we listen to tapes we listen to old tapes it's not even so much tapes we listen to old audio we listen to your older self in the audio form and you are always welcome to submit whatever you have if you know somebody who wants to submit what they have we can be reached at lost and rewound at gmail.com for any and all submissions yeah you can uh this this show is completely um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, Jimmy. <laughs> you just started talking. What is the word you're looking for? It's uh, it's all inclusive. You can Indeed. be you can be on the show. You know, yeah. it, it, You can dive right into the airwaves if you've got sound recorded. We want to hear it. And don't forget, Lost and Rewound is brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, a free form radio format that only stays alive with such generous contributions from a listener such as yourself. If you want to contribute any amount at all, one dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars any amount at all go to the radio free brooklyn patron page at radiofreebrooklyn.com slash pledge or you can donate directly to our show at radio free brooklyn slash l-a-r for lost and rewound yeah keep us going yes you gotta put food on the table (laughs) you know (laughs) well yes (laughs) speaking of food our guest this week is fantastic and is a foodaholic himself and we'll get to that right in a minute.
So our guest is Alex Carabagno. He's a local comedian and restaurateur, runs restaurants all over the local area, the V-Spot as well. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a very, very successful man who has appeared and won BET's Apollo Live. Welcome, Alex Carabagno. Alex, you out, man. thank you so yeah, much for being you, here. Guys. Thank you for having me. As Jimmy teased there in the intro, you do run V-Spot with your brother, and you guys have been running that joint for 10 years now, right? Yeah, I'm getting sick of it, but yes, we have uh, <laughs> 10 years. So 10 years ago, you and your brother and your business partner had a vision to open up an eatery for vegetarians and vegans like yourself. You're not a vegan. You're a vegetarian. Vegetarian. You grew up as a vegetarian out in Sunset Park, which is not a very vegetarian-friendly place. Well, I didn't grow up like that. This is something I happen on my own because my family's Colombian they put meat and everything but, yeah uh, I was going to say there's no there's no vegetables in Spanish cuisine. yeah the, the rice has a cow's kneecap you're like okay cool but, uh, it's like beans is vegetable yeah oh yeah you know when you put like a little uh, garnish or like that's like the vegetables for Latinos but uh no, I didn't grow up in it, but um, yeah, I decided actually. Actually, when we opened the restaurant, I ate meat. I used to like sneak fried pork in the back, mm. but then I started looking into it, and I was like, you know what? I started making my own recipes. I started feeling bad about the animals, and I was like, you know what? I'm but you must you feel healthier than when you eat that stuff, right? I do feel better. Yeah, I feel great. So, when did you become vegetarian officially? Then eight years ago. Awesome. Do you? Do you poop better? Is that like that's a thing, right? <laughs> I definitely poop more. I like I, it. I just feel like that's like a thing. I mean, come on. That's why you do it. All right, Jimmy. I'm calling you out. You're gluten-free. So I'm gluten-free. Have you pooped better since you started eating gluten-free? That's the whole reason I did it, to improve my poops. All right. My, fart, my farts don't really smell. They used to smell yeah, like, man. you know... You know, old like just old pork, but now they, <laughs> they, they just, just don't. Just like, like an old Spanish man on the beach. Yeah, just, <laughs> he's been there a while. He might be dead. What about what, what about your uh, your brother? Was he in the similar? Or does he yeah. subscribe to he's veganism? A, he's a strict vegan. He's actually the one who had the idea for the restaurant. I was sort of like iffy on it, but I was like, all right, well, let's do this. And that's when I uh, I'm the one actually who had it. Like, yo, let's turn this Latin. Like, we were he was sort of just vegan. We had like one Latin option, maybe two, and I was like, let's just let's flip this whole menu. But he's a strict vegan for like poof, over ten years now. Over ten years, and your parents um, did not make it easier for you guys in terms of like the meals that were being cooked in the household. Yeah, no, they didn't give. They eat meat. They eat everything. They don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. They eat in front of you, just like oh, mijo. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they, they've been. They've actually been really, really supportive. My mom was actually the one that she kind of would just get, like, the lentil soup. Be like, come on, Ma, try something more. My father, surprisingly, I mean, he's born and raised in Colombia. You know, he eats the bone marrow. Mm. And, but he uh, he actually gets his little veggie BLT and empanadas, and he loves it. I have been to your restaurant a number of times, for full disclosure, and I got to hand it to you guys. You have created one hell of an eatery. I am not a vegetarian at all. I will definitely eat meat on any day of the week. However... I am not particular about vegetarian food, and I find it just as tasty, if not tastier, than your average everyday meat meal. I mean, it's it's just good stuff. Thank it's kosher. You, it's gluten-free. It, it's everything under the sun. Thank you. Hey, hey. It's the, it's the way to be. Because I'm telling you, man, I, I just hate being gluten-free because you end up being that guy who has to say, I can't eat this. Yeah. Oh, don't you hate that, man? Because people give you, like, the, the looks. 
Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, you feel like you're torturing everybody else because you're like, you know what, can we not go to this place? we got to go to that place. And, and then you're that, you're, you're that jerk, man. Yeah, and, and people love to just rip on you, I'm sure. Same with me being vegetarian. But, you know, you get used to it. Confident with decision. Not yeah, I just gotta. I I feel like there's gotta be a good way to brand it. There's definitely know? gotta be a cooler. Yeah, I I blame it on health. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to be healthier. You know, when I which I am sort of, but it, it gets people. They can't really argue with that. They're like, oh, okay. But if you go all oh, the animals, they're like, whatever. So I go health when people are about to bother me, and then they feel like, okay. Yeah, especially if you see the guy carrying a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let exactly. me appeal to the health option because this guy kills. Yeah, exactly. This guy likes to kill. <laughs> you have a, a very specific footprint on the vegetarian cuisine in that you have the Latin influence. And because of this significant imprint on the vegetarian world, you guys have been very successful in so much as is that you not only have two different locations, you also have a delivery service. Is that correct? Yeah, we have uh... like a wholesale delivery service. Yeah, we distribute. Well, we do it on our own, but we just dis- empanadas, right? Yeah, we distribute. We're at Pine Box Rock Shop. If you ever had empanadas there, those are ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a couple like de- like organic delis here and there. But and- you have two locations: a cafe over in Gramercy Park, which yep. is attached to a comedy club, and then you have the location in the East Village on St. Mark's Place, the legendary St. Mark's Place between Second and Third Avenue. Yeah, that place is very big, all organic. Uh, we have a back showroom that we just finished renovating. And you do comedy back there? Yeah, we just started doing comedy once a week, every Thursday night at 10 o'clock, and I'm going to try to do more shows, maybe get open mics. I don't know why yet, but we need more money because that rent is crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, yeah, dude. that spot is, is it's ideal, though, man. You can't have like a better spot than that. It's awesome, but it's a little scary. It's, it's, it's definitely something that Starbucks and McDonald's could have been like, give me that, and we're yeah. like, holy shit, this is a lot. Not for real, I hear that. When you opened up that spot, you specifically knew that you needed uh, a place to throw some comedy in the back room just because it made a little more sense to do it there than, say, Park Slope, per se? Yeah, yeah, because the the block is so busy at all times. So I was like, well, we could just bark a show in. Like the way they do at the Lantern, Village Lantern, the city, you just stand outside, free comedy, you know, those guys. So we do that, an annoying thing. But we'll offer them something for the restaurant. We'll be like, if you come in, we'll give you some chips, maybe a sake shot. I have a girl who helps me promo, this little Australian girl. She's attractive. She does her thing. And just put her in the front, and she just kind of gets going, and she does great. Or my friend David, he's a great singer, good talker, good-looking dude. He goes out there, and he just kills it. When did you get involved in comedy? 2010. What prompted you to get involved in comedy? Uh, I had done some YouTube videos, some silly ones, and one of them kind of got some nice exposure. I was like a, a Latino thug, catcalling woman. And it got, like, a lot of views. And somebody was like, you should do characters, try stand-up. So I was like, let me go. I went to an open mic at New York Comedy Club, bombed my ass off. I had, like, a little chuckle, but that was enough to be like, yo, I want to keep doing this. That's all you need. Just that chuckle. It's a seed, bro. Plants that seed. Yeah, I don't even think they were laughing at my joke. Maybe something I messed up. But, like, it felt good, though. Dude, if you struggle with the mic stand, (laughs) like, that, for, for, like, a bad set, that's the best part of that bad set sometimes. And, like, your average comedian who just started, I had, like, six pages I went up there with when you really just needed a paragraph. <laughs> I, like, literally, I was, like, fumbling through papers. I was I drank, like, at least five Heinekens oh, yeah. just oh, to yeah. get my nerves away. And oh, yeah. then you found yourself from performing in this comedy club, getting one shuckle and bombing, as you say, to fast forward 
what, like three years later, four uh, years later? About three or four years later. Three yeah. or four years later, performing at the Apollo Theater and getting a cash prize. Tell us about that experience. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it's funny. I have never really told a lot of people, and it's kind of funny. First of all, it's BET, so there is such a thing as color people time. Nothing was on time with this <laughs> damn uh, company. I just want to say that. But, um, yeah, I went to the audition. I, I did well at the audition. I noticed, like, everybody in the room was laughing, even the cameraman, and then... You go through this big process. They're doing background checks. They do all this stuff before they put. They let you know you're finally on. And then they put me on. Of course, I'm nervous, but I'm like, I got this. I was pissed off because they didn't let you do any any liquor or alcohol. And at the time, I needed that to perform. So they tell me I'm on like the 7 o'clock show. I'm on a balcony. I snuck on a balcony to look down. No, they told me I'm on the 9 o'clock. And I see this huge crowd. I'm like, holy shit, I'm really at the Apollo. Then I hear somebody yelling my name, Alex, Alex. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble for hiding over here. They go, no, 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 you've been switched. You're on the 7 o'clock. You're going up in 20 minutes. I'm oh, like, shit. what? So I ran downstairs. I was so goddamn nervous. That's so intense, yeah. Aesop Rocky and his crew are about to go up. We're in the hallway with them. It was very weird. They're all smoking weed. They're all fucked up. You're literally in a staircase, like a cement staircase waiting to go in. And you get in. I was so nervous I forgot to rub the, the wooden thing. So I go up what, there. Wait, 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 I don't understand. This is, the, the, this is something I probably should know, but there is there like a the, procedure? Yeah, in the Apollo, you rub this wooden stuff. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a... Yeah. I have no idea. But the point is you rub it, and it, that's like, Apollo, give me some give me some love, give me some luck, you know? And you, you rub it, and then you go on, you perform. I fucking forgot. <laughs> right away, I see this big, fat black woman doing like with her fingers like... It looks like she's telling me to get off stage. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm bombing in 10 seconds. But she was trying to tell me, go back and rub the thing. But you don't have time because there's a time limit. So I just went right into my joke. I right away mentioned Brooklyn. I figured I would get them on my side. And I started talking about Jamaicans, which I knew that's probably going to surprise them the most and get them like, oh, like give me more. And, you know, I did my Jamaican bit. I did one other bit. And some one dude tried to boo me from the balcony. But he was booing everybody. He booed the host. Like he was booing. He was just a dick. He was clearly, boo you, sir. Yeah, boo he was, you. He was clearly missing Waldorf that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he got thrown out eventually. But um yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was very I can't believe it. I still to this day don't even believe it, but it happened and uh, That's I mean that's that's a challenge, man. That's the challenge. Better. I mean that's the whole deal of New York City being the big apple is because of Harlem, man. Yeah. Because of jazz musicians that were going to Harlem. You get booed off the stage. Well, I always had this very clear impression every time SNL would wrap up. And back in the day, it was uh, Steve Harvey who hosted a Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, yeah. And every time I would entertain watching it for like maybe a half hour because it would be pretty late. You know, it was like 1 a.m. And I was in high school and I'm really, you know, not trying to spend my weekends doing all-nighters since that's reserved for during the week when I need an essay to finish up at the last minute. It was very much a tough crowd where if you sucked, you were going to get pulled off by the guy with the cane or if you were really good everybody in the house was gonna be on their feet clapping for you even before you finished up very make or break yeah it was crazy i, I remember watching this too after saturday Night live i'd see mike myers dana carvey then i would stay up and watch and i just can't believe i was on that scene when you're on the stage and you see all the pictures and you're backstage of all the people that have been on that stage and you see all the people it's definitely like holy shit but um yeah thankfully it went well in 1991, you recorded a tape where the first iterations of Alex Garabano's comedy more than likely were hatching. Definitely. Yeah. I used to love making little audio cassette tapes and videos. My aunt would be visiting. I'd be like, let me use your camera. I didn't even care to see her. Let me get your video camera and I would record. You recorded stuff on video. I do have video as well, but 
Today we're doing audio. Today right? we're doing audio. Let's get right into it. This is one of a few clips that we'll play from uh, what I'm guessing is 1991, 1992. How old were you when you were doing this tape? I was about maybe around 10. Okay. Well, let's take a listen and hear what 10-year-old Alex has to offer. <laughs> I haven't heard this in a while. Let's do it. It's CBS 101 Planet Axel, the best music, the best radio station, the best thing in the whole f***ing world. It's the best thing that could happen to life. It's the best thing in the world, dude. For sure, man. James Brown's coming around. He came back to the dead. And now people said James Brown has said enough. I could not believe the people, the things they haven't said. He's gonna die because James Brown is dead or some crap like that. Yeah. Alright, this is Alex. CBS, one of Alex. Let's have some callers in about today's music. You know, today's music. You know what I mean. All right, first caller. Call number one. Hello? Hello, silly. Nothing change calling. Callers are so, I mean, music are so messed up. Too new. I hate that kind of music, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's too fast, and it's too new, and they don't have any stuff on my day. I hate your radio station. I hate your music. You suck, Alex. Get a new job. Shut the hell up before I... Well, uh, just, just shut up. Caller number two. I'm glad I hung up on him. Hello? 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 Yeah, hello? Hello, hello? Hello, yes, Alex, hello. I love you, hello. I just want to tell you hello. Your music is like, hello, so cool, hello. No, I love it, hello. I just want to tell you that, okay? Hello. All right, I got to go. Bye, hello. Bye, hello. Bye, hello. Uh, bye, hello. Uh, see ya. Or something. Got some strange people calling. Call number three. Shoot! <laughs> Not it. Me. Nah, I'm just kidding. Alright, short talk. Uh. I. Uh, my. On the radio station. Oh, my. God. Hello? Um. Hmm. Oh, Schmidt. I think that guy fainted. Um, let's go to the next caller. Next caller. Hello? I'm just... One Um, was the question you, you, you asked before? But in here. The question was... Do you think our music's good today? You know, my music, CBS one would put Alex, Alex, Alex. Uh, I think it's good. I've been a fan of yours for a while. But today, the music you played today was good because it had beginnings and endings. Not like the other times. You just played it. Good caller. All right. Bye. I think that's enough callers for today. Let's think of something we can do. Should we play more music? Should we talk some more? 
Or should we? <laughs> or should we just... I don't know, do something. Alright. I'm gonna make a three... I'm gonna cut up some pieces of paper that say music, talk, or figure out something else to do. Okay, now let me just write this down. Cut up a piece of paper. There, that should be good. I guess it's good. Alright, now let me just write down these names. Music. Music. Uh, hold on, alright. I'll uh, pause it and, and I'll pause the radio station. And I'll be back in a second, but I'll be done. Alright. To, to me, to me, it'll be like half an hour or something. To be like a couple seconds. Hold on. Alright, I'm done. Um, okay, now I have three buckets here. Since, you know, you can't see how to explain. I mean, one bucket. Sorry. I have three papers. Let's say music, talk, or figure out something. So I'm going to mix them up. Throw them in the bag. Okay. On your bucket. Alright, now. I'm gonna pick one. Alright, now I'm gonna pick one. Drum roll, please. And the winner is. Wait, I'm not gonna look. Ready? Drum roll again. Alright, and the winner is. Music! Yes! Oh yeah, listen to that audience. Music is the champion. Sounded very Brooklyn. You're a very Brooklyn kid. Yeah, it was, I was just hearing it, and I was just like, well, who is that little shit? Like, I just want to <laughs> step on his head. <laughs> this bum. And again, I, I wonder if, if we had people calling in our radio show, if they would sound. <laughs> this is our, this is our, our listeners. Yeah. Hey, no. I don't know what those characters were. I don't know what that was. You grew up. You grew up in Sunset Park, not too far from where you're from, Jimmy. Really? Yeah, I grew up in Park Slope, so right down the way. Oh, yeah, right down the way. It was close. I remember, dude, you went to that pool before that, I'm sure. Sunset Park Pool? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the triangle. Because we didn't have a pool in Park Slope. We had to go to that one. Oh, yeah, that pool, I used to see uh, a lot of black kids wearing sneakers jumping in. <laughs> yes. I really oh, no, that was Red Hook. I'm confusing it with. Oh, well, yeah. Red yeah, Hook yeah. was crazy. Sunset Park was, yeah, just a lot, a lot of Spanish, A lot of Spanish kids. Barbecues. With, yeah, barbecues yeah. next to it. And I, then a lot of, like, Band-Aids in that pool. A lot of Band-Aids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. A couple needles here and there. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those pools where everybody's wearing oh, yeah. a shirt in the pool. Like not just not just heavy kids. Like everybody's wearing shirts. Yeah, they're just like they just jump in. Yeah, like they just full clothes. You're like ah, you know, it's right down the street. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, the neighborhood. I'm there with lotion, like and a little <laughs> towel, and some, some vegan empanadas. And I, <laughs> I still have a memory from that pool. Is I was with my friend's mother. My friend, this kid named Seiji. This little Japanese kid I used to hang out with, Seiji. Yeah. Seiji. And I remember his mom told me, I kept getting getting chlorine in my eyes. And she goes, wipe the water out of your eyebrow. And then your eyebrow will absorb the other water coming down from the top of your head. Huh? Yeah. And it was like genius. I don't know if you've done this. It's, it's uh. genius. Trust me. Like you, you, wipe, you wipe your eyes off first and then you wipe your eyebrows. And then they, they're ready to absorb again. Wow. And that was in the, that I remember this moment. And every time I'm like in the shower, I'm just like, oh, yes, Sage's mine. Remember <laughs> that she told me that <laughs> like 20 years ago. CBS 101 point Alex. It's a good station. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know what station that was on. But, uh, well, the frequency. I don't know how you got to that. But. There, there were. Uh, I, I did get a chance to comb through the music. Some of the music that you could hear on one hundred one point Alex were uh, mostly rap and dance hall related stuff. You've got a uh, scenario by Tribe. You got Mister Loverman, Shaba Ranks. The James Brown is dead. Who did that song that you were referring to? I forgot who sang it, but my brother had the tape, and I was obsessed with it. I should have looked this up before. We yeah, this is what, this is where's research. It was like Mortal Kombat techno. Someone stuck up in the chimney was also played a Christmas song because <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess he re- recorded this around Christmas time. So thanks for getting someone me. stuck up in the chimney. Somebody heard that. stuck up in the chimney, and I don't know what it is. It was like a, is that the tone? Kind of like that, yeah. I was gonna say because god awful, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little a little girl singing it, and it's frightening. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a weird, just cr- kind of creepy song that I thought was funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a reason why you don't hear it in all I, the holiday playlists. I'm not into. I like the classics, you know. All these like weird off kilter Christmas songs, dude. It's too early Just to talk it, about Christmas. Keep it pure, bro. Keep it pure. <laughs> too early to talk about Christmas. So, that's my fault. All right, um, let's talk about Hanukkah. It's a small, not yet. New Year's. It's a small world after all. Is also played, which I think uh, coming up we'll hear um, some mentioning of it. Wow. Jump around, House of Pain. Yeah, I love that shit. Rebirth of Slick sped up. Um, <laughs> Because, like, you, you introduced it like the Chipmunks, and you're saying, it's Alvin and Theodore. There's no Simon. It's just Alvin and Theodore singing Rebirth of Slick, and you just, like, had it all sped up. That's so nice. it sounded really good. And then um, Champion Lover. Oh, yeah. Champion Lover. No, he's up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so a little dance hall, a little uh, R&B and hip-hop. That's not your favorite right there, Elon? You like Champion Lover? I, I actually don't know that song. It's an amazing song. It's, it, it's, it sounds like some uh, like reggae from the early 90s that uh, I did not get a chance to hear. Um, I did not really know what reggae was until... Dude, 90s uh, reggae Shaggy is so good. Shaggy yeah. introduced me to that pop reggae. I was at my open mic the other night. I was just playing all 90s reggae. Love it. And someone was like... Do you know that, like, because I do a music and comedy mic, <laughs> so mostly all musicians, like folk musicians, <laughs> and they're like, someone goes to me, they go, you know, your music doesn't really go with the the performance. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, like a folk song. And yeah, and then bye, like, bye, yeah, bye, yeah, bye. yeah, boom, did, did, <laughs> right after they come off, I'm trying to go back to a, a simpler time, you know. <laughs> simpler times. When, it was, when people were all about just, you know, backing it up. You used the opportunity to record it to play with different voices. Yes, uh, I used to always love fucking trying to do little characters, but they were pretty terrible, as you heard. <laughs> tell, tell us about Slow Motion Man before we play the clip. Slow motion, man. You know, he's just a very chill dude. He's in no rush. He's just, he's got everything under control. He's just, <laughs> you know, it can annoy some people because he's just too chill. Not a drug addict at all. He was just, <laughs> you know, he just took he's life. He's just cooling, man. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's <laughs> laid back. But he was actually created by me pressing record and slightly holding the pause button. <laughs> and it would just slowly record. Wonderful. So. I want Jimmy to hear this. So let's All take right. it. I haven't heard it. Let's drop it. Wait, we have slow motion man here. Hold on. How you been, slow motion man? That's good. We might have to kick you out now because the police are coming. I have no idea. I heard that they're coming over here because you killed someone. I don't know. 
I apologize. I thought they were going to be more entertaining. <laughs> Dude, the look on your face. This is radio. You guys can't see that, but it was it was heartfelt. Yeah. The sincerity is real up in here. I don't think slow motion man is going to save the day. I can't see. Yeah, he uh, he would have definitely he, gotten canceled like, yeah. if this was a real show. It reminds me of when I was recording the Danziger Zone, the recording series I had growing up and was the basis of Lost and Rewound. The slow motion man feels a lot like what I would speed things up. I called it fast PB. It was just fast playback. The only reason I called it fast PB was because that's what the words were the, on the, the button. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, what yeah. said, that's what it said on the, on the handheld tape recorder. Yeah, fast PB. <laughs> so what I would do is, this was ingenious in my head. This was ingenious. There's a song I really liked by um, band leader from the 40s, uh, one of my comedy tapes that my parents got me when I was 10 or 11, and it was called uh, Spike Jones and the City Slickers. And Spike Jones and the City Slickers had a song called Cocktails for Two. And I was obsessed with the song so much that I did it for the lip sync in my sixth grade year. And what <laughs> I ended up doing was I ended up playing the tape to the recorder. So I, you know, I used like the double recorders and I recorded the music. So what I ended up doing was I recorded the tape in fast playback and then I would go continuously re-recording the tape playing fast playback Spike Jones over and over and over again until it got to the fastest oh, you could that's absolutely funny. get I see it. What you mean. So uh, that was my way of playing with speed. So you're telling me that you managed to successfully get the slow motion man created because you just slowed down your voice by pressing pause while pressing Not pressing the... it completely, just lightly pressing it. I don't know what it's doing, but it's like... I would have loved to meet you so you could have taught me this. Yeah. <laughs> I could have created such that's, a better character. That's, because like, of that. that's an old school technique, bro. Yeah, I don't remember how I figured it out. Out. I don't think it was like, oh, I have an idea. I think I might have pressed it barely, and I was like, oh, wait, what just happened? You know, I think it was one of those. I wish I did it more because my voice was so damn high, and it made my voice cool with Slow Motion Man. was kind of like <laughs> Hoffman over here. <laughs> Try to sound slick like Hoff. Do that. Yeah, for me, Slow Motion Man is just waking up every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we come back, let's hear a little more Alex Caravaggio, but in a much different time. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Nice, 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 nice me up. 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 Kill it with it. Kill it. I want to kill it with it. Kill it with it. Kill it with it. Kill it with it. 
up on the right hand. All of the old people, you buck up on the right hand. Whoever ever looking for you buck up on the right hand. All of the old people, you buck up on the right hand. A woman take a thing she's coming from England to satisfy her soul and also she want a man. Oh, it's from around she buck up on. I'm going make your explode for sight above Every hour, every minute and Every second is coming in for love I'm not gonna take it easy You won't get away tonight The vibe that's flowing through me Makes me feel Alex, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your trip to Honduras in 2000? Oh, man. First of all, I was um, I was in a car. Was this when I had a car accident? I can't remember, but you I had... You were in a car accident? Yeah, and I think I had some money because I sued what? the guy. Nice. Wait, where where was the car American accident? justice. If, if, I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was on Utica Avenue back in the day in, like, deep in Brooklyn. And a Crown car- Heights, yeah. Or yeah. Bed-Stuy. And uh, a car no, went... Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy. Yeah. <laughs> A car went through a red light, smashed me. So I had some money. I used that money because my friends were like, "Oh, we're going to Honduras." Uh, you know, our family's from there because my father grew up with this Hondureño family, and we just were very close with them. And at first, I was like, "I don't know Honduras," because I'm thinking like, "What the fuck is Honduras?" You know, I knew what they like Honduras. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember what made me go. You know what? I'll go. And I I went with the money, and I had a month out there. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, it was. I'm so glad I did it, and it was just uh, it was crazy, and it was fun, and it was ghetto you know as w- what you would think because supposedly the city's much better now than when i went but it was just a lot of fun it was, you know it was great really nice time see people don't understand that people that don't go to like south america they think that every country they're like oh it's all like it's all the same stuff yeah. <laughs> it's like no 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 like people from from colombia are not like chilling in ecuador on the weekend like that's yeah, not that's nah. not a thing yeah <laughs> they're just like it's like that's them this is us and, yeah, you guys can chill over there. What was the political climate like in the Honduras in 2000? We went to the city, which was decent. I know there was construction everywhere. So every, it was, like, right at the Infrastructure, time. Infrastructure, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – that's what I remember. I remember uh, everybody had a gun. Just even your regular people just carried a gun to be safe. You know, there was a lot of poor people. We were up in these mountains because his uncle owned a bank or something, or some bank, he had some money. We'd be in the city. We'd drive up the mountain, and then we'd get to – this huge land they'd have a little guy open the gate with a machete in his hand they had these huge german shepherds it wasn't super luxurious inside but it was definitely nice yeah they're not fucking around though i mean if they <laughs> yeah. have something that nice they need i want to a guy it. i want a guy walk down to the gate with a machete in his hand <laughs> he would like every time this, and he was a little dude but you know he would chop up your little sister like no problem oh you, yeah bro oh yeah coming from the city coming from somewhere as real deal as brooklyn in the 90s growing up there coming into the honduras and dealing with machetes was that jarring at all coming into that not really to be honest i was always around like i guess you could say like ghetto shit even back then i was in high school at the south shore i mean it took me an hour to get into school through through all the security and scanning overall you know i didn't really worry only one time i was scared we we were driving up a, a mountain to an area that wasn't great and all of a sudden flat tire first of all my friend jose we went with he's six three like 300 pounds so he's a big honduran kid so he has an intimidating look and then we were with my boy Moses, who was Puerto Rican, and two girls. And then me looking like a little girl. But <laughs> I had, like, the highlights in my hair. I looked oh, pretty no. gay. <laughs> but, uh, but the girls ate it up. But the, <laughs> they did. They, you know, I was very, like, Backstreet Boyish. Uh, I guess you could get away with Those were the days, man. Yeah, oh, my God. Frosted tips. Yeah, the Jeez. frosted. Aye, aye, aye. 
But um, <laughs> a little tan. I was always like a little tan. You were you were their fire. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, that was a little nerve wracking because the thing just went out and it was pitch black. Goodness. And I was just waiting for some people to roll up on us. I, I don't know how to fix a tire. I was just like, dude, I'm dead. Yeah, I hear that. But hear other than that. that, it was you know it was pretty good. I, I guess I was sort of used to it. You know, mind your business, don't wear jewelry. Are you oh, comfortable right. talking about uh, what kind of drugs you uh, oh, managed yeah. I mean, to was... get out there? So this <laughs> talk. This tape. Talk. So I wanted to get like some sort of marijuana at, at minimum of what we can get because the drinking was fine but i was like i want to smoke so he had like an uncle and i hope he doesn't mind me saying this he just seemed very shady he'd come in for 10 minutes quickly rush out put on like a button down like he just looked like something illegal was going on and then we kept asking him he's like yeah don't worry don't worry and i was there a month and then after like a week he hands us a newspaper folded up into like a square so we're opening the newspaper open to open it and it looks like terrible weed Except there was a feather in it. I don't know what. I swear there was a little yellow feather. And we smoked that shit. And This is that barricade stuff. Yeah. Now, again, we didn't have a car. We're very American. And we were just stuck in the house. No, this was nighttime. We had come home and we were just bored. We were just hype and we were up. And we had the little recorder. And we used the headset as microphones because they didn't have microphones. But, you know, if you plug it in the microphone, you could still use it. And uh, we, I just remember, I, I can't even, I was just so damn high. It was like the highest thing I've ever been in my life. We should clarify before we start the clip that the listener is going to hear an echo. The echo is not something that was created in post. This is, in fact, the actual way that it was recorded. Oh, yeah, we wanted, like, we thought, because we're so high, we're like, we put an echo. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. We had, like, an echo. It's, just, it's real weird. I, this I haven't heard. I've heard this one less than the other one you put on. All right. So this is interesting. I'm looking forward to I hearing don't know this what again. What weird shit I'm gonna hear? Let's do it. Do I catch it? Recording on the tape. Huh? What happens? Huh? Do I catch it? Recording on the tape. What happens? What? Oh. Uh-uh. I'll tell you one thing. I fucking do. If I'm walking down the street and I even think you're doing the dishes. Ooh. Nobody does dishes for me, sweetheart. Right I'm gonna come through that kitchen window so fast, you'll think your mother hit you, because you're gonna be seeing things, baby. <laughs> and you, I will kick you all. God, will I kick you for that? Let me tell you one thing. If you have a boyfriend, what? Kick. You're supposed to be available. What are they gonna get? A kick. I don't know. Oh, welcome to your boyfriend, ladies. Big mistake, because if you ain't mine, you ain't nobody's. Okay, wait. Kick the fucking groin to his bowl. Ah, fucking kick him so hard. So fucking hard. His mother would be if she didn't have you. Because she so much so hard to see. You're in. To take away all the pain of her missing you, better off she didn't even have you. I mean, come on. Fucking crazy, right? I knew this one guy, he stuck his head in the blender. Left it on when extension cord walked outside his house, had it on top of his head, and he was just getting all shredded up. Sick fucking world, people. It's just a, oh, what was that? What was that? Still? Oh, no, 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 no. Right there, two, two houses down, brother. Oh. Two houses down. Right in my neighborhood, I got these people. I knew this one fucking guy. Oh, man, let me tell you about this fucking guy. You want me to tell you? Should I tell you? Yeah, tell me. This fucking guy's recording on his radio, right? Two seconds later, he's smashing the thing over his, his own head. He's just smashing it. So it's not really breaking it. He's just like, so he takes it on the wall. And he's still recording. He takes it on the wall. He runs. Smashes his head again with like metal, little piece of metal plastic getting in. Like lodging his head. Some of the CD crap went into his head. And he's just smashing it. And I'm walking by the house and I'm looking at it. And then he stops and looks at me. And I'll never forget this. And what do you do? 
Was great i like that <laughs> if you ain't gonna be mines you're gonna be nobody <laughs> it was so brooklyn it was classic it was everything classic. that's on this tape is legible and you can hear it but it is very difficult to make out when the both of you are talking at the same time so when you guys are talking at the same time on this and i heard pretty much all of it it is very difficult to figure out what the fuck you guys are talking we about. were just destroyed like i mean we was i remember my brain was flying a million miles a second and i just i didn't want to be paranoid so i was like yeah. let me just stay focused on this but this if i get up i'm gonna fucking do the out. bit yeah do yeah. the bit dude yeah this is a good point though to make is when you are recording yourself uh, under the influence of something and you come back to it you know days later months later years later and the context may not necessarily be salvageable like you really don't understand what's going on but the fact that you recorded it for posterity to hear how you sounded with your friend and the fact that you guys were even just so comfortable is just sort of completely without any inhibitions without holding back whatsoever just you just went off like there's some things that we even on freeform radio and radio free book and i don't even know if i would feel comfortable playing. oh wow I, nice i do know i remember <laughs> at that age uh you know i was always joking around since i was a kid I, I used to love to exaggerate things so if we did a bit i would just try to take it to the next i would go it'd almost be like a I wouldn't really say competitive, but it'd be a game with me and my friends, and we would just take whatever the hell we're talking about. And I think that's what we were sort of doing right in the beginning. And uh, I remember I had a, my brother's friend used to just call me, and he'd be high, and he'd be like, yo, just say crazy shit. And I would just, you know, I'd be like a little kid showing off, and I'd just start, bah, like, doing what I'm doing in the video. Just that, yeah, now just that part where you're like, yeah, guy going, he gets the blender, puts it on his head, yeah. and he walks outside, but he gets it weird along with an extension cord. Yeah. And then it's just, his head is just on his head shredding. Yeah, like, I don't know what, that was my, like, uh, violent dude. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, there's something about, like, that Brooklynese where you say a lot but nothing. And oh, yeah. It, 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 it transcends, like, everybody gets it but nobody gets it. Oh, of course, yeah. You know? There's something about it, like, because anytime that I put it on and do it, People like eat it up, man. Yeah, People absolutely love. love that stuff. And you just like you do. You just say nothing. You yeah. say all this stuff but nothing. Yeah, not for nothing, bro. But uh... <laughs> you know, it's good. I wish you know the other day this guy came over. Jeez, wait, what? Yeah, you're like, wait, did you say anything? Yeah, like, yeah I was just uh, mush mouthing it, mush mouthing it. We um, have time for one more clip, more of this amazing drug induced Alex Carabano. Oh boy, I'm from a fucking place called Brooklyn. Whoa, whoa! You don't fuck with me. Sorry. Brooklyn, no. Nope. Not having it. I found my new character, Jose. He's called the Brooklyn guy. And he's just this dick who thinks he's the shit. That's what's Brooklyn. Brooklyn guy's here. Sorry, Charlie. Put down those mic. No, no, no. Now where I'm from. Benson or no, no, no. No way. Fucking you, Jake, yo. I fall all the time. I'm all the time. I don't fucking speak it, but hey, no, no, no. 
you come to the fucking place. You fucking Benson has broken the leg. No, 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 you're making me Chinese food. Sorry, I don't want it in a bag. Give it to me in my hands. Don't even put it in a fucking box. I want it all in my hands. I want my left hand filled with rice, my left hand filled with spares. No questions. You're gonna get your money. You fucking look, you even look at me funny. If you even think, like, what's your problem? Why would you take it? Oh, no. Kick to the forehead. I don't care if you know karate. I'm kicking you so fucking far up your head. You're gonna forget karate. You're gonna forget how to cook Chinese food. You're just gonna forget where you are. You're gonna wake up thinking you're a black man. Oh no. No, no, no. Let me tell you another thing. If you're a car dealer and you're white, whoops, kick. Because I've seen them shit. No, 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 no. White car dealers. Tired of you. No kick. Kick you. Oh, in the forehead, and you know where you're going. You know where you're going. You know where you're going. Into the headlights of that new Mercedes Benz that you're trying to sell me, which you probably got because you're a loser. Whoa, sorry. Tell you another thing, if you're a black girl, and you're working at a fast food place, and you're giving me attitude. No, 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 Especially the fucking drive-thru. That's what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. Sweetheart, I work too, sweetheart. I work two jobs. Construction and fucking... I am hyping. Hey, baby. <laughs> you don't find no your job's hard flipping burgers. Whoa, that's great. Your black sister, right? Wonderful. Kick right to that fucking grill. I'll grill your fucking hair off, you dumb bitch. No. No. Sorry, hold on. If you're a black bitch working at a fast food, I got something else for you. Excuse me. I don't, I don't care, care what, what nationality you are or whatever, you're looking at my girlfriend while I'm walking with her. I don't care if a fucking dragon jumps on her shoulder, you're not looking at her, son. You don't look at her, you don't even think, you just, you just wish that you never walked down that block after You wish that you were picturing things, you wish you were dreaming. Oh, kick to the forehead. Oh, I'm sorry if I broke his skull, I'm sorry, but you looked at my girl. I don't care that she's being attacked by a lion. Excuse me, I know we're in the city and lions are really fucking rare, but no, no, no. Don't look, brother. And I'll fucking make that a lion in your ass. I don't care. Crazy like that. Fucking for broken egg. Forget about it. Hey, I fucking knew this one guy, right? This fucking guy's just a soda. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Soda good, right? Pop! Pop him right in his jaw. Right then and then. Pop him right in his jaw. Then in his jaw. I don't care. You don't fucking talk about soda with me. No. No, 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 no. Coca-Cola? Number four. I don't only kick people. I use my hands. I'll fucking fuck use my stomach. I'll, call, I'll come at you with my stomach. I'll kick you with my hands. I'll beat you with my stomach. Don't fuck me. I can move this thing. Trust me. Trust me. I'm broken. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. But in Brooklyn? Let me tell you something else. It's cool. You like sports, right? I like sports too. You don't like my teams. You die. I don't, I don't kick, kick it, you, you die. die. I said, Dad, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you right there. there. I could be like, hey, I like the Mets. You're like, ah, oh, Red Sox are pretty bop, 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 bop. Flashes of bullets to be a flash. No, you don't do that with me. Sorry. If you don't get the answer right, you're dead. You're dead. Hey, but whatever. That was pretty wild. That was epic.
Brooklyn, Brooklyn guy. Brooklyn guy, man. You don't fuck with him. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I, that was that was pretty classic, though. Don't, don't, don't look at my girl. I don't want to, no, no reason you should be looking at my girl. <laughs> I don't care if she casts a magic spell. <laughs> I, I heard this and immediately thought of you, Jimmy, because it seemed like something that it was like Alex was a kindred spirit in terms of like creating who the Brooklyn guy is. If you could create the Brooklyn guy. Oh, yeah. It's exactly. It's again about saying this was just stuff that's just ridiculous and, yeah. and over the top. Like, Talking a lot of shit. Super confident. We had, I had this thing where we did, um, I, gotta, I wish I could find this thing, man. It was like a mafia story. And did I talk about this before, too, where one of the characters was the boss. I played the boss, and my son was a dolphin. Uh, yes, you've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, and he'd come over and he'd go. <laughs> but he was like a killer. And like anytime he got, I would just like always just like send him to somebody. And he would just like attack them. But there was this guy who was like the brash young guy coming up. And he'd always be talking about going to the bathroom and drinking some beers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom and drink a couple beers. And it was just this idea of like. Why is this guy drinking beers in the bathroom all the time? And he was just going to say, That's is he? Go to the bathroom. Like, go to the bathroom drink some beers. <laughs> what was your inspiration for the Brooklyn guy, Alex? Uh, at that time, it had to be. I used to play for Brooklyn Italian soccer team, and they were just a bunch of douchebags. Uh, they were just, you know, typical Bensonhurst Italian guys, and uh, it was like mafia run, the whole team. The parents weren't like that. They were dicks, but they were very Italian. But the kids were like, hey, bro, what are you talking You know, they were like that. Posturizing. Like, yeah, oh, just yeah. very like, what do you, you know what I fucking do to you? You don't even, you know, and then they'd go off and. Do you think that a lot of being from Brooklyn is not necessarily posturizing because that's who you are, but because it, you're expected to in order to fit in, to blend in? Uh... You don't want to be like a target, I guess, you know, but but at the same time, you, you know, people do it and it becomes fun. People get into yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of a game too. Yeah, it's a, it was you know not everyone could do it. Not every guy in Brooklyn had the ability to do that accent. Not everybody sounded like that. Yeah. So right. when you could do it, and you, it was just for me even now, it's fun. It's fun doing oh, that yeah. voice, man. It's just fun putting it on. I just started rewatching The Sopranos, which I hadn't watched in like years. Word. And there was just like this classic line, and it really brought back to me like everything about that old time Brooklyn Italian kind of stuff, where he goes, "Hey, you heard about like the Chinese Godfather?" He made him an offer he couldn't understand. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know, so it's 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 that kind of stuff. It's just I don't know. It's it's like I tell you, it's 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 something that speaks to everybody, but it's so it's something so so strange about it. It's hard. It's hard to like to. to pick I got that. A, a friend. He's you know he's just a typical New York Italian guy, but the ones that you make fun of, they speak a little Italian, but they're mostly American New Yorkers. And I don't know, they're just funny, the way they talk. So he would, he would, I remember he was telling me about protein powder. He's like, yeah, bro, I picked up a big bucket of protein powder, $35. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> and they're like, it sounds like a mafia. It's like, ah, bad. I took it. But he's talking about protein. I mean, I died laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's ex- it's exactly that, man. You know? Not it's bad. like, yeah, I see this girl walking down the street the other day. Oh, boy, she has some kind of body on her. Yeah, it was just. She got the bottoms coming in, those guys all the way over there. You're like, wow. Yeah, she has some kind of zones, you know, Zeppeli. Yeah. <laughs> like, Zeppeli, what is that? Those, those must be testicles. I'm going <laughs> the wrong direction. Would it be a stretch to correlate in some capacity the clips that we heard from both 1991 and 2000? And just so much as just that clearly there is a connection. I mean, you clearly did love to ha- hear your own voice and to <laughs> oh, yeah. try out all these voices. Yeah, I was always doing just stupid little voices, you know? Yeah. But again, if you're from Brooklyn, that accent, that voice is something you always love. It's just, 
everyone yeah. here, like no one dislikes it. The funnest. Yeah, man. This, it's a stereotype that people embrace, man. I tell people it's like you don't come to Brooklyn and someone does that, and you're like, oh, are you are you like imitating us? Are you trying to insult me? Yeah. Are you trying to make a clown out of me yeah. right now? You know, just. What do I look? Am I funny to you? Like, like you're just going to come make fun of my voice? Like, come on, come on. The Brooklyn guy certainly was an improvement over the... <laughs> yeah, that guy was, That person was the worst. <laughs> this guy over here. Get him some cold cuts and get him out of here. You do a lot of character work, though, in your sets, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Like, And it's mostly... It's not like famous people. It's, it's mostly like... It's a lot of foreign people. But I do have like a sort of Brooklyn guy if I'm talking about... Like the time I got arrested, the cops really were like the Irish is like, eh, bro, we got a collar in the back seat. You know, and then I'll do like the French rap, Jamaican shit. But yeah, I definitely like to throw it in there a little bit. And when can anybody come and check out your sets? I mean, you're more proprietor of comedy shows rather than the performer, but you do perform quite regularly. Yeah, I, I ha- like I said, I just started. I used to do a monthly in Brooklyn, but that was just too much to do. And, you know, you want to get up your comic friends. It was just better to do a weekly because now we have I have a weekly now every Thursday, 10 o'clock at uh, V-Spot Organic in St. Mark's. And some of my car, you know, doing like the Jamaican accent in my set actually got me some work. I'm um, going to Canada because there's like a big Caribbean community. There. What? You're performing in Canada when? Uh, November 20th in Toronto and at some point in Montreal with major hype. He's If you look him up, he's like a humongous, popular Caribbean. Uh, he's a Brook- He's from Brooklyn, too. Caribbean community. He has like half a million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He, if you ever see a Caribbean video, he's the, he does a lot of... It's strictly Caribbean, but he does them amazing. He can do an Haitian accent. You might not know the difference between Trinidadian and Bayesian, but he can do all of them. It's unbelievable. The Trini accent is yeah. way different. Yeah, so November, <laughs> November 20th, though, is uh, that's going to be Montreal? That one's Toronto, Montreal. I don't know when. It's some point. And then in December, the contract, I have not sent it and signed it, but I'm supposed to go to Turks and Caicos to do some. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be amazing with Will Sylvins, TK Kirkland, and I'm going to just do a 15-minute set. I imagine he wants me to focus on my Caribbean. He wants me to sort of surprise the crowd. With my Caribbean like influences, sounds like you got a ton of gigs that are coming up. Where can people go online? You have a website, makefunnotwar.wordpress.com. Yeah, you can just makefunnotwar.com. But that one, you know, I I try to keep up with some of these things. My Instagram, I'm trying to get my Instagram game going, so you can check me. Everything is just Alex Carab. Just Google Alex Carabano. Uh I got my YouTube that is a you know doing all right. It's tough to keep up with all this shit plus the restaurant, but I got some fun little things there. And you got the V-Spot uh, comedy show. And uh, for those who want uh, some unobstructed comedy, then check that out every Thursday and sometimes every Sunday. But you've also got the location in Park Slope, my hood, yeah. and Jimmy's old hood. You've yeah. got uh, the, the, the space on Fifth Avenue of uh, some really banging good vegan and vegetarian food. Thank you, bro. And uh, yeah, but... I get to see all the cute dogs like yours that you always walk over. <laughs> He's got the cutest. Ain't around. nothing, man. Max yeah. and Max and Flippy yeah. always love coming over and uh, saying hi to Sweetest you and the family. Dogs. I mean, he's got the you got the whole zoo rocking over there. We we got another time to talk about that, but not this time because we <laughs> got we got a jet. Time. This is the end of our show. Thank you so much for coming out, Alex. Thank Alex you Carabano. Guys. Peace. We'll be back in a little bit to wrap things up. Lost and Rewound Radio Free Brooklyn. Fuck out of
So that was amazing. Thanks to Alex again. And uh, before we go, just a little bit of house cleaning. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn has a new partner. It's called Secondhand Records NYC, and it is the newest addition to our RFB studios here in Bushwick. Beautiful Bushwick. Bushwick. Keep your party going with a collection of new and old 45s, LPs, and 12-inch singles at Great Bushwick Friendly Prices. Find your favorite vinyl dance hits from every generation. I mean, every. Funk. House, jazz, techno, all the beats in between. It's all here. And if you can dance to it, then chances are Secondhand Records NYC sells it. So visit the shop to buy, sell, and trade your favorites seven days a week from 12 to 8 p.m. Or shop online anytime at www.secondhandrecordsnyc.com. That's secondhandrecordsnyc.com, now located at the new Radio Free Brooklyn Studios here at 1345 DeKalb Avenue, right near the Central Avenue M stop in Bushwick. And hey, while you're there, listen to some of the great music shows that we have here on Radio Free Brooklyn. You come if you want to buy vinyl. Vinyl. The, the sweet vinyl. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> so Thank sweet. you, our listener, are so sweet for joining us in this hour. Uh, so I'll come back again the next week. Thank you. Come again. Bye-bye. Bye. Next week. See ya. Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Too bad you can't see it. Ha, wake your face now.